the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. And I also want to welcome back my friend, Bobby Irvin. Bobby, welcome back to our show today. So glad to have you. We were talking with you, you, Bobby. Let's let's preface this. Bobby is a retired police officer, 26 years here mm-hmm. in the Kansas City metropolitan area. He is also a Marine Corps veteran mm-hmm. and published author. So we're talking with Bobby today about his new book called Failure to Comply. This is available at failuretocomply.com. Amazon.com and some other online platforms, but uh, we're going to talk about why Bobby wrote this book and uh, some of his other endeavors that makes him so successful in, I'll say, unique, Bobby, because I'll tell you this, anyone who meets you, Bobby, you're someone that people don't forget. I mean, you're almost an instant friend to someone. Uh, You only look out for people's best interests, but when someone needs their ass kicked, you'll do that too. (laughs) Is that right? That's right. That's right. That's right. I'll protect my friends and family. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we know you have our back for sure. Um, So we uh, had just gotten into some of the history, your history, and um, Mm -hmm. tell me, what compelled you to write this book right here, Failure to Comply? And wasn't well, the, wasn't uh, this picture taken on your very last day here? Um, that photo, that photo was taken. You see, those, I'm, I'm carrying some papers in my left hand there. Yes. Those actually, those are actually my discharge papers. And uh, I had just done my last radio transmission. I remember it I well. Done. I cried. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. I, I still, I still get choked up watching that thing. But uh, that, that was a special moment, and uh, not, not many officers uh, afforded the opportunity to actually get back on the radio and do their last transmission. So I was, yeah, that was, that was a special day. Um, but um, I, uh, I started this venture, if you will, uh, of writing this book way back in 2008. Um, I had been approached uh, to have a meeting with uh, uh, a forensic social worker. I had never even heard that title before, but she contacted me uh, and her job was to uh, talk to family members uh, regarding a relative of mine that was up for capital murder. And her job was to get my cousin's background to help understand, you know, how he came about to become this person uh, to th- that committed this crime. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've always told people my story, you know, bits and pieces here and there, but uh, that particular day uh, what was supposed to be like a 30 minute meeting turned out to be a two hour meeting where I told everything from my early childhood, you know, all the way up to the present. And, uh, at the end of that, she, she says to me, you know what? You need to write a book. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been told that before. I was, I was told that several times uh, prior to even having this meeting. And, but for, for whatever reason, that, 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 uh, that gave me the spark. And, uh, and I told her, I said, listen, I said, when you leave from here, uh, start looking for me on uh, Oprah Winfrey and her book club. Cause I said, that, that's where I'm headed with this. And, uh, you know, 
didn't know it was going to take me this long. I actually took uh, like three three uh, years off um, of writing on this thing, and and then I would write some, you know, a month or two here, and then a, it had to be emotional. Pause, and then, I mean, it was part it was, of it. It was, yeah, yeah, very emotional. Uh, th- you know, there were a lot of things uh, revealed in the book that uh, I, I don't normally talk to people about. Um, you know, I I. At times, I know. At times, I have to maybe give people this idea that maybe I'm this perfect guy, but you know, I wrote this book to let people know that I'm not. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, um, and I'm, I've made some good choices as well. And the purpose was to, to write this book to, to let people know that hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, but you got to put you got to put some work in. Be willing to put some work in, and have some vision, and make it happen. And um, you can't succeed. And that's uh, that was one of the purposes of writing this book. Uh, you know, I I um, I grew up in a in a household that was pretty chaotic at times. My, my dad was uh, I would like to call him a weekend binge drinker. Uh, but you know, he would drink till he passed out. And then, uh, you know, and then uh, while he was drinking, he was, he was, he was one of those angry drunks, you know? So I, I witnessed him beat my mother, uh, many times, uh, there were times that we finally got brave enough to where we actually intervened and we would get in between the fights. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, my dad had problems as well. And we, we just didn't know exactly what they were. And to this very day, I'm, I'm still guess about, uh, you know, some of the some of the problems that he he may have had also at, while he grew up. But I also know that I didn't want to continue this cycle. So I made a conscious effort to to do what I needed to do to not not continue that that kind of uh, activity. So, um, but yeah, the book the book was when I wrote the book. I mean, I was I was crying, laughing. Uh, I felt shame. You know, I, I went through the whole gamut of, of emotions uh, writing this thing, uh, but at the same time, it was very therapeutic. Uh, I was able to talk about a lot of things that uh, I kept inside, and uh, getting those things out really helped me as well. Who should buy this book? Who 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 is your message to? Who are you who are you speaking to in this book? This, this message is to uh, the young adult. Uh, the teenager to the young adult to 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 the adult, the, the, someone who's maybe in the crossroads of life and and really don't know um, where to go, um, maybe maybe thinking about just giving up. Uh, this book is for them. They can read the book and see all the obstacles that I uh, I had encountered and that I was able to overcome those obstacles. Uh, I'm hoping that this book will. Uh, give them some hope and, um, you know, give them, give them that, give them that extra push. So I, you said this to me one time and I'm saying it back to you. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be more proud of you. Uh, I'm delighted to be your friend. Try not to tear up right now. I'm not kidding around. You're, you're, (laughs) you're a great friend. Oh, thank you, Lydia. Thank you, Lydia. I feel the same about you. I mean, Mm. I'm, you know, I could sit here, we can do a show just, 
about you. Oh, no. No, no, about no. About all your accomplishments, <laughs> you know? Yep. No, you know? it's not about me but today. I, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. We, we've known each other a long time. A very long time indeed. I'm blessed to have yeah. you as a friend. So bef- I'm going to cut that before I... Uh, um, <laughs> Anyway, we've had, had a lot of great experiences. You're gonna, you're gonna get me to start crying. Yeah, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. So uh, we're talking right. to Bobby Irvin today, uh, author of Failure Failure to Comply. And mm-hmm. Bobby, I know you want to do a book signing. We're gonna fast forward here a little bit. Uh, I know the pandemic yeah. and uh, safety reasons uh, are sure. are uh, putting that book signing on hold because I know it's gonna be one big badass party. You're gonna want to hug everyone. <laughs> And we're going to do it. So oh, I'm, you know encu- it. I'm encouraging everybody. And he's not just going to do a signing in Kansas City. If you get this book mm-hmm. and Bobby comes to your city for a book signing, bring this book. He'll sign it. You'll meet an incredible man, author, Marine, cop, all of that good stuff. So I, I have some questions you. for you, uh, Bobby, in the about sure. 10 minutes we have remaining. Sure. What's your opinion on the Black Lives Movement? Well, you know, when, when this movement began... Uh, in its infancy stages, if you will, um, you know, the, it had a, there was a great message. Um, you know, all Black lives do matter, and uh, you know, bringing awareness to the to the uh, uh, systemic uh, racism that's uh, that's that's growing in the uh, depart police departments and 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 other venues, uh, but. At some point, it seemed like uh, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, got a little clouded, got got hijacked, if you will, and uh, kind of went a little rogue, kind of got out of control. Uh, and I say that because, you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't condone any kind of uh, uh, form of violence. Uh, I don't, I don't condone. Um, rioting, tearing, tearing up your neighborhood, you know, burning, looting, you know, uh, get it on the highways and, and, and blocking those highways. Uh, people act, have access uh, to those highways. So uh, I, I have issues with that. And I, I understand the motivation behind it. I, I see that they're trying to, trying, to, trying to get the message across, trying to, trying to get people's uh, attention. Um, but I just, just the delivery of the, of the message is just, I don't, I can't, I can't condone that. Um, what, what, yeah, do, what so advice do you, and just maybe in less than a minute, what advice do you have yeah. for persons promoting and supporting black lives matter when they really don't, they're, they're all in it, their hearts in it for the good, right? Sure, but they don't sure, really right. understand the whole picture and how it, it has been hijacked. Right, right. You know, uh, I would I would just tell people, listen, just just get in, get involved uh, and get get with the right people that are in that organization that don't condone the the violence and, and the, the the rioting and, and, and such. Just get with people that want to, to just get out there and and get the message across and work work with the government officials, the police departments. Those are the people that you need to be involved with, not out here tearing tearing up your neighborhood. Right. And with that being said, and as a former police officer, what's your uh, opinion on the the defunding the police, the idea of defunding police? 
that is about the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I'm sure you can use you know, another, a better adjective than silly, Bobby. <laughs> I, I will. I don't know. Are we, are we allowed to use a, you're allowed to a use four-letter word? You can use anything you want. <laughs> it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and and uh, once again, you know, this is how things get twisted. Um, you know, defunding is not in itself actually taking away all the money for police officers and, and all their resources. But that's what it was first made out to be, and that's kind of where it's gone. And uh, people are just not looking at the big picture. I mean, you, you can't you can't get rid of uh, you know the funding for the police departments because then then you're going to have lack of training, uh, lack of equipment. Uh, you know, it's going to be a snowball effect, and it's going to it's going to affect the the quality of police work that's being done. You just can't operate a police department on peanuts. You just can't, you can't do it. Um, I understand that they want to re, uh, refocus the funds to uh, other other civic uh, or, or social services, and I get that. Yes, they do need help, but we 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 cannot get the job done uh, by uh, taking away our our funds and our the equipment and training that's that's necessary to uh, to do our job effectively. And what what are your thoughts on police brutality and uh, all that we're hearing about police brutality these days uh, and how maybe amplified or glorified or magnified that is in the news? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it's um, man, it's, it's a double edged sword. It, it really is. Um, yes, we have bad police officers. Yeah, and, and, and some police departments, because I've, I've known other officers that work for other jurisdictions, other police departments around, around the country. And they seem to have their own um, way of doing things, if you will. Uh, um, like Kansas City, for instance, you know, we, we never trained in putting your knee on someone's carotid artery on their neck to get them to comply. We, just, we never trained that. I mean, who taught this officer to do that? Where did he get this? Is this something that the police department is actually training? I hope not, because uh, obviously something needs to be done there. Uh, but, uh, you know, our, our police department, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, does a really good job of uh, communicating with the citizens, trying to find out, trying to, trying to get a common ground, and trying to get away from police officers that are showing prejudice towards, towards, uh, other races. And if we, if we can just find a way to weed out those officers, we can really make something good about this, uh, the, the city. Uh, yes, we have bad officers. There's, I've worked with them. I know the officers that are, that are, don't like black people. They don't like, I know some that don't like like white people, they, uh, and the, and they probably don't like themselves either. Yeah, and they, they have issues as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and that's why I try to try to impress upon people. Listen, we're we're human beings just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, and we make mistakes, we overreact. Um, you know, but in the same token, 
I, I keep telling people, listen, we, we as, as citizens, ordinary citizens, we have to be responsible as well. If a police officer tells you to stop, don't run. It seems pretty officer clear to me. You, officer tells you to get out of the car. Get out of the car. You know, uh, you're under arrest. This is not the. This is not permission for you to try to take my gun or beat me up or, or you know, do any of that. So uh, once again, you know, uh, failure to comply, and that's why we're having some of these issues that we're having today. Um, if we can, if we can get get everyone together, yes. Yeah, there it is. If we can respect, get everyone together. Respect one another. Res- yeah. Um, respect authority. Respect you know, authority. Respect the uniform. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so we we can just get down to those basic understanding. Um, you know, we we can go somewhere. Right now we're just uh, we're we're in, we're in a seems like we're going backwards. It's not a good feeling. It is indeed. But uh, we so appreciate your insight. And again, I'm speaking with Bobby Irvin, uh, former police, retired police officer and uh, former Marine, or retired Marine uh, veteran. Yes. Say it again. Yes, yes, yes. Hoorah. There it is right there. United States Marine Corps, baby. And thank you for your service. Today is the Marine Corps birthday. So happy birthday to the Marine Corps um, on the day we're filming today. But if you are, if you want to hear more about Bobby and his story uh, coming up in the inner city, uh, Mm -hmm. overcoming adversity, uh, going into the Marines, really almost uh, reshaping his life himself with uh, with the um, help of the Marine Corps and then coming back to that same neighborhood and being a police officer in, uh, wait, were you on South Patrol? Yeah, I broke in at uh, Metro. Metro, Which at that okay. time was, yeah, which was the 63rd Street Station. And then um, uh, then I ended up, uh, well, I worked undercover. We never, we didn't get a chance to talk about oh, that. Boy. I worked undercover. Yeah, yeah, pur- purchasing drugs, uh, did that for for a bit. And then, um, and then I went out to South Patrol where I, I worked uh, that station for about 17 years. Unbelievable. If you want to know more yeah. about Bobby's story, go to failuretocomply.us or dot .com. Dot .us. Dot .us. Fail, yep. Failuretocomply.us. Yep. Right. Uh, learn more about Bobby and his story. It's a great message. Uh, compelling uh, book here, uh, recently released. So, congratulations, author. And uh, thank you, you can so much. Also, get the book on Amazon.com. And I just want to mm-hmm. thank you, Bobby, for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. You're for welcome. Being, You're welcome. You. Look, Lydia, thank you for having me. Do, do I have a minute for uh, uh, shout outs? Yeah, one minute for shout outs. Let's go. Shout outs. Okay. All of my Pacel Pirates at, the, at Pacel High School. Love you guys. Thanks for thanks for all the support. Uh, KCPD, all my family there, uh, and the Urban family there in Kansas City. Love you guys. Appreciate all the support. Thank you, Lady Ann. Thank you, and thank you all for for watching another episode of Real Estate You with Letty Ann. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 